The reading this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 22 to 34, and it's on page 1045. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, Why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith, And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs up after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and all things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Anne. Right, I wonder if you think that you are a worrier. You might like to, uh, you might know that about yourself. You might like to talk to your husband or your wife and say, am I a worrier? I don't know whether you look anything like this poor chap in the picture who desperately looks worried. Now, I confess that I am somebody who is naturally prone to worry Um, I've been trying all week very hard not to worry about doing a sermon about do not worry. So I know that I'm naturally prone to worry. Um, I don't know why that is. Um, It may be because I'm an introvert and I think introverts sometimes bottle things up and um, worry about them, um, whereas extroverts like to let them all splurge out. However, an extrovert after the first service said, that's not true. We worry too. So, um, I have a vivid imagination. And um, so I spend a lot of time um, imagining all the things that could possibly go wrong, which is actually not very helpful. I'm an eldest child. And um, I wonder if that um, sort of builds worry in you as a child, really, because I knew that I would get into trouble if my sister did something wrong. All right, I was responsible for her. So um, 
So I think that probably is part of it. Now, um, if you are in the worry place, and I'm going to designate this the worry place, all right? If you are in the worry place, what does it feel like? Well, I think it feels quite dark. Um, I think it feels as if the love of God can't penetrate into it. Um, We've just been singing about the love of God, but actually if you are sort of cocooned in worry, you can't feel that. Um, It seems like the problems, the things you're worrying about, are so much bigger than God. And it seems like um, you're not quite sure whether God loves you or God has the power to change anything. Uh, It can have physical signs like um, being very fearful about things, um, uh, not sleeping. uh, And for me, binge eating chocolate. Um, But that might just be me. So, um, or, you know, I don't know wine or beer or something else so that's for me what it feels like in the worry place if i go over here and if this is the faith place well that feels quite different because that feels like um it's a light place rather than a dark place it's a place which has god with me um so the worries or the concerns, the problems may still be there, but I'm not feeling alone now. I'm feeling as if God is with me. And um, I'm sure that he loves me, and I'm sure that he has power to control this situation and to intervene in this situation. So, worry place, faith place. Now, I don't actually live all the time in the worry place, and I don't actually live all the time in the faith place. I think I live somewhere in between. And um, what happens when something comes that might worry you, like a change in your circumstances, or a health issue, or a family issue, or a money issue, or a job issue, what happens is you have to decide which way you're going to go. Are you going into the worry place or are you going into the faith place? And that's a little bit about what we're going to look at today. So let's look at what Jesus says uh, in the reading that we've just heard. Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Because Jesus said that, it's actually quite difficult if you're a Christian to own up to being worried about something. Because it seems like worry is disobeying Jesus, and it seems like worry is about not trusting God And it feels like it's almost a sin that you don't like to admit to. I just want to say um, a couple of things about that. One is that this is Jesus talking. And this isn't some remote God on a high mountaintop who doesn't know what you're feeling and doesn't know what it's like to be you. This is Jesus. 
So Jesus lived in the world like us. And he knew what it was to be hungry. He knew what it was to be thirsty. He knew what it was to be responsible for a whole group of people who were trailing around with him and needed to be fed and found shelter every day. He didn't know what was going to happen the next day. He knew that um, there was uncertainty about the future. So when he says this, when he stands up and says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or your body, what you will wear, I do feel he knows something about it. So I wonder if you think that Jesus ever worried about anything. Well, I don't think he ever did in the sense of not trusting God to provide for him or doubting God's love for him or doubting God's power to change things. Think of so some instances. When he was had over 5,000 people to feed, what did he do? Did he worry about it? No. He took the, what he had, which was five loaves and two fishes, and he asked God to make this enough and to provide for all the people there. When he heard that Lazarus, one of his best friends, was dying, did he rush there? No, he didn't. He waited, and he seemed to have some sort of certainty right from the start about what the outcome would be. He said, this will glorify God. And yet he wasn't an unfeeling person. When he got there, he was, it said it was moved by grief when he saw the grief of um, the people around him, particularly Mary and Martha. And he, um, he wept. So he wasn't a person who didn't feel. And this picture on the screen is um, a picture of the Garden of Gethsemane. When he himself was facing death, he certainly pleaded with God to perhaps find another way to bring about this salvation for the world. Luke says that he was deeply distressed and anguished and even talks about him sweating blood. So he was in agony. He was deeply moved. But ultimately, he was able to trust God. Not my will, but your will, Lord. So what is Jesus saying to us here in this passage that we read? If you are worrying about paying your mortgage or if you're worrying about losing your job, I can assure you that someone coming up to you and saying, don't worry, actually doesn't help very much. And that has been known in churches like this. But it is different if someone comes up to you and says, I know your problem. I know what you need. So you do not need to worry because I have it sorted. And that, I feel, is what Jesus is saying in this passage 
you do not need to worry because God has it sorted. So let's just carry on and look a little bit more at um, some of the instances in here. I think, I don't know, but I think Jesus was sitting in some sort of grassy field when he gave this little talk because the first thing he notices is the ravens. And he says, consider the ravens. If you're worrying about food, he says, consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than the birds. Now, you may not know it, but ravens were not the most popular birds in Israel because um, they were seen as scavengers and therefore unclean birds. So um, it's interesting that Jesus picks on them because he says, look at them, those ravens. God even loves them and he even provides for them. And if he provides for those birds, if he feeds the birds, won't he also look after you because you are more valuable than birds. Worry is unnecessary. He says, worry is useless. God loves you and will provide for you. And then the other instance is flowers, the wild flowers. Um, According to the internet, this is what wild flowers look like in Israel. So um, I am assured. So consider the wild flowers, he said. They do nothing and God clothes them in beauty. God always does, does that little bit extra, doesn't he? God takes all that care with flowers that are so short-lived. How much more will he care for us? Why do we have such little faith, says Jesus? And this is where this fits into our sermon series because we're looking at going back to our first love and going back to Jesus. And this um, next bit really sets that in context. Jesus says, do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. We worry about the things that are most important to us. We don't tend to worry about things that we consider unimportant. But the things that matter to us, the people that matter to us, we worry about them. Jesus is saying, do not set your heart on these other things, what you eat, what you drink, all the things you run after. But seek my kingdom, seek God's kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. So it's something about priorities, something about focus, something about what is in the center of our life. So to recap, Jesus is saying, Life is more than possessions. Worry is useless. God loves us and will provide all we need. 
Seek God first in your life and he will sort out the rest. So you do not need to worry. Um, there was a wonderful way, lady called Corrie Ten Boom who um, was um, imprisoned in the Second World War after she'd sheltered Jews from the Nazis. And she was in a concentration camp at Ravensbrück. She saw some awful things, including the death of her sister. And this is what she said. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Jesus says in this passage, worry is useless. You cannot even add one hour to your life by worrying about it. All that worry does, it doesn't sort out the thing you're worrying about tomorrow. It just saps your strength today and means you can't deal with it. So what are we going to do if we're a worrier or if you're a worrier like me? Well, one, I've got two things. One is a sort of short term, uh, long-term thing and one is a short-term thing. Here's the long-term thing. This is about shifting our focus. Two things Jesus says in this passage. Seek God's kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. And he also says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Seems to me that worry is often a symptom of a life that's not centered on God. We worry about those things that matter to the mo- most to us. So what matters most to us? Is it God's kingdom? Is our treasure invested in God or is it in all these possessions? Now, when you say seeking God's kingdom, that, well, that isn't about looking forward to something that happens after we die, looking forward to heaven. It is more about our priorities in life now. So, are we living for God? Are we working for God? Are we building for God? Are we being filled with God's spirit? Are we sharing God's love with other people? Are we showing God's power to other people? If that is our focus... If that is the centre of our life, all these other things will no longer be priorities. And if we are investing in our relationship with Jesus, and this is the particular thing that we're looking at in this sermon series, if we are investing in our relationship with Jesus and our Heavenly Father, if we are getting to know him, if we are reading God's word, if we are praying, if we are being with him, then we will be able to trust God for our day-to-day needs. It is very hard to trust someone you do not know. So that perhaps is the bigger picture, and that is what we're trying to do, I think, as a church at the moment, shifting our focus and focusing back on Jesus. The second thing perhaps is more immediate, and this is about... Um, uh, what to do if you are in a worry place now, really. And that is about casting your cares. So what does the Bible say you should do if you're worrying? It says, these are two key verses. Cast all your cares upon him, 
for he cares for you. And that cast all your cares means basically throw them at God. If you've got problems, if you've got burdens, if you've got worries, give them to God. Throw them at him. And how do you do that? That's in the second bit. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I find that a very, very helpful verse because it talks about um, what to do in that situation of worry. Pray. Tell God about it. If you're, going, if you're in that situation where something is confronting you, don't go into that worry place. Go into that faith place. Tell God about it. Turn towards him and not away from him. There's an interesting bit in there about thanksgiving. Giving thanks to God, even for the things you're finding difficult, can really change your attitude to them. And there's a promise there. If you do this, if you hand over some of those worries to God, if you let him in, he can give you peace which will guard your heart, your feelings, and your thinking your mind and keep them straight and close to him. So that really is all I wanted to say about worry, except to just give you a little bit from my own experience. I think uh, many of you (laughs) have walked with me through this, so you know. Um, You know that I'm going to uh, finish work in three weeks' time. And... Uh, that is retirement for me, but it's also taking voluntary redundancy. And um, over the last 10 years, I've been involved in six reorganisations at work. And for each one, there is a period of uncertainty and you really don't know what the outcome is going to be. So if you're in that sort of situation, an uncertain situation, um, this is what I've found helps. Um, what I found helps is telling God what I want. He delights to give you the desires of your heart. So in any position of uncertainty, tell him what you would like. What would be the ideal outcome for you? And then um, spend time with him, however that works for you. For me, it's often walking in the country and talking to him and telling him what I'm feeling about this and why I feel fearful, perhaps. Um, It is okay to share your worries with him. And finally, it can really help to gather people around you. Um, And I think one of the best times I ever had was when I gathered a group of Christian friends to pray with me over a particular issue. When you turn to God with your worries, it makes all the difference, not only to the outcome, but to how you feel about it. You can feel that you are with God, settled in that faith place, with peace over your feelings and your mind. Would you like to close your eyes?
and perhaps think of something that you're worrying about or that could potentially be a worry for you. And I'm going to read that verse again from a slightly different version, the message version. This is God's word to you today. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It is wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the centre of your life. Anne is going to come and we're going to carry on in prayer.